What's up, guys? My name is Jonah Stairs. My name is Micah Mosley. And this is the Bringing It Back podcast. We are so excited that you have taken the time to tune in today. Our heart is that you guys will be able to figure out how to navigate life well with a biblical foundation. We want to keep Scripture at the center of all that we do and talk about. So let's get into this week's episode. Hey, guys. Welcome back to... Another episode of Bringing It Back. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. You're Jonah. I'm Jonah. I'm Micah. You're Micah. And uh, this is a this is a big important pod today. It is. So this is actually Jonah's last podcast on Bringing It Back. Yeah. It's true. It's the end of an era. Yeah. Do you want to, I guess, tell everybody a little bit about why that is? Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Um... I recently got engaged. Hey, congrats, congrats. <laughs> yes, yes. Her name is Allie, and uh, she's hot. <laughs> uh, dare I say, fine. Okay. So I'm glad that's all you said. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she lives in New Jersey. Her family lives in New Jersey, right. and so I'm moving up there, and we're going to get married up there, and then live up there for a few years. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well. So that's that. So, you know, obviously with Jonah transitioning, kind of decided that the pod wasn't something he really had the bandwidth to do. And uh, yeah, so the pod will kind of be taking a little bit of a, a different direction co-host-wise. We'll keep that under wraps for now. I'll see you guys. <laughs> we'll have to, uh, hey, send me in your applications as I search for uh, as I search for my next podcast host. But Video applications. Yeah, I need a video uh, application. You can... Uh, Text it over to me and tell me why you think you'd be a good candidate. <laughs> tell me your best joke, and uh, we'll go yeah. from there. Yeah. So <clears throat> I guess my question for you today is, number one, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> number two, what gives you the right? <laughs> oh, just kidding. Uh, so you know, today what we thought would be fitting to kind of talk about would be uh, transitions and like yeah. life changes, because... Not only does Jonah have a big transition, but I think in a sense, you know, Jonah leaving, being one of my roommates, is also a big transition for myself. And then additionally, you know, our other roommate, Mason, finally, uh, <laughs> finally moved out. Uh, but no, all that to say, we, we've all got transitions going on at the moment. So I just think it's important to touch on one, like, I just, I think more than like, what transitions to make so i feel like we've touched a little bit on like god's will for our life right. and how we kind of have some freedom there you can go back and listen to that one right. from like a year and a half ago and kind of maybe get a little bit more direction on what we would say about how to discern like what decisions to make but really mm-hmm. what we want to talk more about is like how do you you know balance yourself how do you act in transitions and what are some good healthy things to do so yeah yeah and i, I think ultimately the healthiest thing to do in a transition is to be in the word Mm-hmm. And and so for me in in facing a, a pretty big transition, not just in moving, but also in getting married, I've heard that that is life changing. I've heard. You will. <laughs> I've, I've heard, heard that as well. <laughs> um, but there's a lot to look forward to. But there's also I feel like a lot of opportunity to get caught up, kind of in the the storm of life, um, mm-hmm. and. For me, I think going to God's Word and going to Scripture, bringing it back, uh, is really the the biggest thing that has helped me stay grounded, and but also just like not resort to unhealthy ways of thinking or or just acting out in unhealthy ways, um, because for me, change can be pretty stressful. 
mm-hmm. and a lot of times I, because I like to be in control of things if I am in a situation like I am right now where I don't really know what's next like yeah. I'm having to figure out a new job uh-huh. you know what my future is going to look like yeah. in New Jersey what is schooling going to look like uh-huh. uh, you know all these different things where am I going to live you know mm-hmm. there's just a lot of factors and that has a tendency to stress me out a lot and if I just rely on my own strength and my own wisdom then I just become not very pleasant to be around mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of irritable yeah, no, um and then but what I've found myself like clinging on to as kind of my lifeline of sanity is just going back to the word and and so I think that in and of itself is one of the the best and healthiest things you can do in transition is just be in God's word Mm-hmm. What have been some of like the the big thoughts that have been going on as you are transitioning? Is it like, oh, you're you're sad because you're leaving Tulsa? Is it a little bit of excitement? What have been some of like the big emotions that you felt in the midst of your yeah? Kind it's of transition? there's definitely been a lot of fear for sure. Um, I I mean I've moved around a bit through my life just around the U S. Right. But I've always kind of felt anchored in Tulsa, and Tulsa's always been home. Uh-huh. And as an adult, coming back to Tulsa and living here, I kind of had established in my mind, like, okay, I'm, this is where I'm settled, mm-hmm. and I'm going to stay here. And I didn't leave a whole lot of room there right. for, like, the possibility of moving away from Tulsa. Yeah. And here we are. <laughs> and so that definitely has, I, I would say, I've allowed that to create yeah. a, a lot of fear in my heart and a lot of, which in turn... It, it's this weird cocktail of like fear and pride. Yeah. On the one hand, there's a lot of fear of the unknown and a lot of fear of what am I going to do? What is my future supposed to look like now? I kind of had this plan for if I were to stay in Tulsa. And now that's kind of like kaput. And yeah. now I have to figure out what I'm going to do. And then that's where the pride comes in is I think I'm the one who's in control, that I'm the one who has to figure everything out. And I am cursed with the, this way of thinking. Uh-huh. Thank God Jesus died for it. But there's just this way of thinking that I get stuck in sometimes, which is basically like, I don't want to move until I know what the right answer is. Like, I don't want to right. make a decision until yeah. I know what the you need, best decision is. You need to, you need to is. feel peace about it. Right. About yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hate the terminology. You know, yeah, I yeah. saw someone say like, man, if everybody in the Bible would have like had to feel peace before their decisions were made, no one in the Bible would have done anything for the Lord. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And so that's been, even my fiance, Allie, was very encouraging to me and just kind of pushing me to, hey, why don't you just make a move, make a decision, pick a job, pick a direction, and God will bless you in that. Um, And that kind of brings me to one of the verses that I find very hopeful in transition is Romans 8.28 which says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And I know, and again, like one of the verses and scriptures that always comes back to me is John 15, Jesus saying, I'm the vine and you're the branches. Abide, Abide. Apart from me, you can't do anything. Remain in me and I'll remain in you. And that's how you bear fruit. And so just kind of, I feel like these, that passage and this scripture in conjunction really help uh, bring a lot of spiritual peace to me um, in the midst of what's going on in my mind that isn't so peaceful, but a lot of spiritual peace that that reminds me, you know what? I feel like God is a lot less concerned with 
what job I end up with, yeah. a lot less concerned with what school I choose to finish my degree in, you know, all these different like little things yeah. and more concerned with am I remaining in him? Mm-hmm. Am I conducting myself in a manner right. worthy of the gospel of Christ? Yeah. Like how am I living my life? And then I can I can trust that if I'm abiding in the Lord that he's producing fruit in me that is good and that he's working things together for 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 my good because yeah. he has a purpose for my life. Yeah, and like God doesn't change. Like we see yeah. that like in Psalms like God doesn't change. Yeah. And God's not surprised by your transitions. Right. Maybe you're surprised, but that doesn't mean that God is. Exactly. And yeah. it's crazy because I think sometimes in transitions and as we do things, all of our prayers that we pray like if those prayers were answered, they would kind of require less faith from from us. Right. So it's like, really, I think if we kind of boil down like a lot of the prayers that we end up praying, it's like, God, help me make this easier for me, this right. transition. Right. God, like, make this easier so I don't have to trust you as yeah. much and actually have to walk in faith. Yeah, make this less painful. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, God, like, make, make all these things go away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is really just not the heart of like what we see in scripture. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, cuz like if you had faith, like there's a reason like said give this day our daily bread, like they're given their days worth of manna. Right. And when they try to take too much, right. the Lord doesn't let them do that if because God had he given wants them their, a week's worth. He wants their daily dependence. Yeah, exactly. Like he wants our daily dependence in that same way. Yeah. I feel like it's so easy in those transitions to get caught up in all the details and even just not sit and think about actually what we're feeling at all. You talked about the emotions that you're feeling. I find that sometimes in my transitions, that's when I have the hardest time like sitting and actually evaluating. Like, what am I thinking? Like, how yeah. do I feel about this? Yeah. Like, it almost feels like it's just a free for all going on. Mm-hmm. And you can, you just rely on like basic instinct until finally you're, you're kind of settled down and yeah. you're back in a rhythm and then you can turn your brain back on. Yeah. And before that, you're just like a mindless animal doing yeah. whatever. It just like, it numbs you to, to all these things, which like we've talked about feelings, like they're not always like what you should follow, but the Lord gave you feelings, like feel them and like acknowledge. And like, how do I feel? Like I had to do this a few weeks ago. And I was like, man, I'll, like you're, you're moving away, obviously. Mason moved away, another one of my roommates. One of my other best friends, Aaron, moved away in May. Yeah. And I had to sit and think, you know, as we were ending camp, like, oh, how do I feel? And yeah. I was like, well, I feel kind of scared. Like, yeah. my community is changing quite drastically. Yeah. But I think if I hadn't sat down and actually come to that conclusion quicker, I would have just, you know, gone through the motions and then probably would have had a moment after everything's already done and then would have just had some freak out because yeah. I haven't acknowledged all these things that are changing. Yeah, I think that's so good to just... I, I felt like pretty early on when we had decided... You know we're gonna live in New Jersey for a bit. Um, yeah, <laughs> everybody's like New Jersey. <laughs> what do you think you're better than me? Uh, that's my best New Jersey accent. Uh, from Italian, Italian, yeah. But uh, yeah, I felt just this like sadness, kind of like a mourning yeah. of of the season coming to an end. And my my gut reaction was like, oh, I have to be happy, and I have to think of all the optimistic blah blah blah. You know, I have yeah. to think of all the right answers and know, you know, all the good things. And, and, and I just felt that like the Lord was like, no, Jonah, it's okay. Like, it's okay to mourn. There's a time for yeah. mourning and you're, you're leaving Tulsa and, and you love Tulsa and you love your family and your friends and the community you have here. But I have something else for you and it's okay for you to mourn that. Yeah. It's okay for you to mourn and, and be sad and, and leave that, but don't give up hope for mm-hmm. the future. You know, don't just sit and wallow yeah. because that's not helpful. And that, has also really strengthened me is just that hope for the future 
in that excitement because it is exciting. Adventure uh-huh. is exciting, even for somebody like me who who likes to have a plan and things are yeah, in control and I can see. Yeah, exactly. It it is it's very exciting for a number of reasons to be moving um, because it's new and and more than anything, I think I'm excited to see what God does in me and through me mm-hmm. because of this transition. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, hey, blessed are those who mourn. They should yeah. be comforted, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, some of the biggest, and I've got these these few little, this little passage here that I kind of honestly preach to the staff a lot this summer, so it's been heavy on the mind, and I think it's one that's really applicable, honestly, no matter what topic we would have chosen to talk yeah. about, but I've really loved 1 Corinthians 15 lately, and I've been sitting in it for months now. Uh, so it just starts, I'll read through a little bit of it. It says, Now it reminds you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved. It's like there's a distinction. It's like, I would remind you, brothers. Okay, so like he's, Paul is writing to people that have like received the gospel already. They're brothers in Christ, because he says, in which you received. And then I love the terminology, in which you stand. Like this idea of standing the gospel, I think, has been something that uh, the Lord has really, really been uh, kind of just showing me what that actually means to stand in the gospel. Mm-hmm. So like, to stand in the gospel, like he's saying, it's to not become numb to like our need for a Savior and to not let like these big life transitions or like how good we're doing. Like, it's really easy for me to be like, man, I'm, I'm crushing it at work right now. Mm-hmm. I don't need God. Yeah. That's not me standing in the gospel because I know scripturally like without him, I can do nothing. Yeah. So like this idea of standing in the gospel has been so... Um, affirming to me of just waking up every day and being like, Lord, like I can't do this without you, and I don't want to do this without yeah. you. And I think when you wake up every day and you're standing in the gospel and you're realizing you're on depravity and your need for a savior, you're not really worried about the transitions. You're more worried about like, man, Lord, like how can I, how can I honor you? How can I worship you? And how can I make much of you wherever I'm at? Yeah. So I think the idea of just like recentering around the truth of the gospel, because man, like the gospel is going to be true no matter where you are. Yeah. And obviously you see it more in these times of transition, but I think for me it's been more like, okay, how can I find a consistency leading up to transition, during transition, and then after transition? So that way I don't have these dramatic ups and downs of emotions. Right. Because every day I'm rooted in like this idea of standing the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, myself included, uh, especially when I was younger, transition is just a time to like it's it feels like your life is just falling apart yeah you know and and the 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 way you've been eating meals completely changes the way you exercise completely uh-huh. changes like your routine is gone yeah and so what are you going to land on you you're going to have to land on something mm-hmm. and a lot of people revert back to bad habits or or unhealthy ways of thinking or or whatever or even like checking out it's just like okay oh yeah let me just turn on netflix and just like forget about everything exactly like that'll be my detox yeah like oh i just got fired or i lost my job i need to find a new job in the in-between time i'll just watch tv for eight hours a day or <laughs> yeah. something you know and like i've definitely been in that trap before um but i i feel like it's just so important to like to know you're going to fall back on something mm-hmm. when you feel like everything else has been stripped away. And it's so important for us as Christians to fall back on the Word, to mm-hmm. fall back on Jesus, because He's the cornerstone. He's the foundation. He's going to be that thing that is consistent. Like Scripture says, I just had it pulled up one sec. Hebrews thirteen eight. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. And that's something you can hang your hat on. 
you know, like your job might end Mm -hmm. and where you live might change and your family dynamic is going to change over time. Um, that's another thing that I'm dealing with right now is my parents are getting older and that looks different and that my role to them looks different and our relationship looks different. And so that's something I have to constantly go back to, like just finding myself in this place. God, everything is changing. What the heck? Um, I thought we had a plan, you know, and I feel like God is like, you had a plan. (laughs) He's like, I have a plan for you. And, uh, but I think at at some point along the way, for me, I don't know if you can relate to this, but when you're kind of doing well and even you're in a good place with the Lord and you feel like you're hearing his voice and it's almost like you take that momentum Mm -hmm. and then you start to not include God in that anymore. And then you're making plans by yourself and then you have all these things because I've had to deal with that a little bit is like, God, I feel like I've received these promises from you and these these prophetic words from you. And um, and I feel like to a certain level, I've taken that and kind of twisted it into my own uh-huh. promises. Like this is, I'll never leave Tulsa or Tulsa, you know, sure. all this different stuff. That's just one example, I guess. But, yeah. but there's also on the flip side of that, um, the scripture in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21 Um No, that's wrong. Sorry. It is Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. There we go. He says, So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. And that, again, is so comforting to me because it's almost like that Abraham thing where God is like, Go sacrifice your son. Uh-huh. And Abraham is like, no, that doesn't work. Like, mm-hmm. you promised me a whole nation. And if I kill my son, then how are you going to be able to deliver on that promise? Um, and I think, again, that's just kind of the pride of man thinking like, oh, I see I see God's plans. I see everything that he's thinking. I know what he's doing. Yeah. I have no idea what God is doing yeah. in my life. But I do know that He's pro- he has promises over my life. He has a purpose for my life. And to go back to this verse, it's Isaiah 55, 11, and just remembering that if God has spoken over my life, that word will not return to him void. Like, it'll get done. Mm-hmm. And for me to think that I have to somehow orchestrate in my own life how that needs to get done mm-hmm. is just pure pride. Yeah. And I think it's important for me to just continually remind myself and humble myself before the Lord and say, God, I feel like you have a, a lot of plans for me and a lot of promises over my life. And I trust that you leading me and directing me towards marriage with Allie and, and living in New Jersey and whatever jobs I'm going to have up there, like all of that is going to equal mm-hmm. what you have planned for me. Mm-hmm. As long as I abide in you, as long as I stay and remain in you, mm-hmm. you're going to get me where you've promised me that I'll be, yeah. you know? Yeah, I feel as if um, our transitions in the time when those hit, we can pretty easily kind of discern like what the idols were we had built up in our life. Oh, yeah. Like where where are your comforts coming from? So yeah. if times of transition 
freak you out. So for me, it's like, honestly, like two of my good friends that like, got engaged this weekend, like Joey and Martha. Oh, yeah. I'm happy for them. I love them. One of my initial thoughts was like, man, I wonder what my friendship with them is going to look like. Yeah. So it's like, man, like, what what are these things that I'm trusting to bring comfort? Is yeah. it like seeing my same friends every week? Am I holding too tight to like this this community that I've built that I want to see? Or is it like this control issue where like I want to feel like I can control all my friends living in Tulsa yeah. and never leaving and doing all these things? Or is it like, man, I love Jonah. I want to feel like I have someone who I can go to any second of any day. It's like, well, why would I not think about the Lord like that? Yeah. Um, so I just think That's like our, our, our transitions are very indicative of like where our comfort's coming from. Yeah. And I think in those times where things get dicey is when we, we're often able to identify a lot easier. What are the things that your faith is in, that your trust is in? Yeah. And are you like truly okay with what the Lord has for you? Yeah. Or is it literally all just lip service until something happens that you don't like? Yeah. I cannot count the number of people that are just like, man, like, oh, I love my job. I love this new job that I've got. I'm so excited to transition into it. I think it's going to be so good. A month later, hate their job. Yeah. They didn't really care about the Lord having them in a place. They cared yeah. about liking their job. It's like, oh, like I'm just, the Lord definitely brought me here. I can't wait to get started month later they're gone it's like okay you really didn't trust the lord in that you yeah. just wanted your own idea and yeah it. and honestly i would say it has nothing to do with the job they're at <laughs> yeah everything to do with their perspective and their mindset and and even like you're saying these times of transition are very revealing yeah. of what it is that we are relying on and if you have the perspective and the mindset to see that as a blessing then transitions can be a really fruitful, really growing time rather than a, a thing to be avoided at all costs or a time to just turn off your brain. Like what happened if we thought of transition as a time to really dive into what we feel like God is revealing in us? Mm-hmm. And there has been a lot that God is revealing in me <laughs> just through being engaged. One, it's a different dynamic than what I'm used to. Going through premarital counseling, oh my gosh! It's supposed to be exposing. Talk about exposing. Yeah. And then just the 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 stress and the transition of, of moving and and new things and me wanting to figure everything out. Like it has been very exposing, and I think a lot of people can easily just shrink away from that mm-hmm. and try to escape it at all costs. But I I think what a blessing to be in a place where God is God is gracing me with with the knowledge of my own shortcomings that I can just and that's the best part of the gospel. I can just release those things to the Lord yeah. and receive what He has for me yeah. in its place. That's the whole idea of standing in the gospel, yeah. right? Is like trusting the Lord wherever yeah. He's got you. Because I think a lot of times people get scared because they feel like, oh well, now I know all these areas that I need to grow in, and I have to, you know. Fix it. Yeah, I have to do this myself, and that's the good news: is Jesus fixed it. And what we get to do is we trade up. We we can give him all of our crap, and he gives us good things in return. Yeah, and I think that is is really um, hopeful. Yeah, and, and it just gives a lot of a lot of hope in my life. Yeah. Well, as we kind of wrap up, I wanted to ask: What are some of like the maybe just like the Tulsa things that you'll miss? Some of the things. Totally, yeah. yeah. Just like what are some of the, <clears throat> the things that you think you're gonna miss the most? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think definitely just being close to family is a big thing. Um, and then my community, that's kind of first and foremost. But like if all of my friends and family moved with me 
to New Jersey, what would I still miss just about Tulsa as a city? The Arkansas River, I think. It's just so beautiful. It's and so dry right now. There's <laughs> not know, even any I water. I hate that river. Um, mm, that's a good question. Do you I, don't even like Tulsa? No, I hate Tulsa. No. I just love... Um, I feel like Tulsa has a lot of... It, it just feels unique to me. It, it feels like it has a lot of personality. Some cities you go to, and it either just feels grimy, or it just feels like everything is the same here. Like it, That's it, how I feel about Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah. I, I do kind of get that from Oklahoma City. But Tulsa just has this personality to me, I feel like. I love like all the different things that the community in Tulsa does. Like There's the Ultimate Frisbee League that a lot of people are a part yeah, of. They don't do that anywhere else. <laughs> Listen, but it's just it's a big deal in Tulsa. Tulsa has so many disc golf courses, and there are not a lot of cities that have like that many disc golf courses. Tulsa you know what, has a you lot. You know what we need to address? What? Is that you've been dodging me oh in my disc golf gosh, for I months. Not. You know the amount of times that I've asked Jonah to play disc golf, and he's scared to play with me because he knows Shut at the bottom of his heart. Yeah. That I've, you want to know? I asked him to play. He said, hey, I'm... <laughs> My legs are actually tired. I went on a walk earlier. I can't play disc golf because I went on I a walk. I can't believe you're bringing that up on the podcast. Listen, man, we gotta we gotta deal with it. Yeah, anyway, deal with the transition of you being better than me at disc golf. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll miss: the half price burgers at the tavern Woo, after, after nine. nine. Oh, baby, <laughs> I will miss that deeply. Yeah. yeah, but you know, it's just Tulsa does a lot of cool little things like. The, the the first Friday where yeah. they do the little art crawl mm-hmm. downtown that's a really cool thing and there's there's this one particular spot it's my favorite view of downtown at night when it's all lit up and stuff and you get a good view of kind of some hills and trees and stuff but if you're driving north on Peoria mm-hmm. and you you pass Cherry Street which is 15th and then you keep driving north and you pass that Waterburger that's on your left mm-hmm. and then there's like I don't know, some weed dispensary or something yeah. like that. But then you pass this little bridge that goes over the Broken Air Expressway. Yeah. Going over that bridge, if you just look left over downtown at night, it's my favorite view of downtown oh, for sure. Okay. It's so good. Well, is there anything that you kind of want to leave for the people that have been listening to the pod over, it's been like over a year since it has, it's been yeah. like 2020. Yeah. Um, so I know, I'm, maybe some people have not listened, but, yeah. you know. I think what I would just love to impart to all the listeners is the heart of bringing it back. Yeah. Just keep going back to scripture. And the, the, the great thing about scripture is it can be interpreted to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. but it's scripture. It it can't be changed. And, and to have such a, a finite foundation from an infinite God is a very valuable thing as people who have finite minds. Mm-hmm. Like it's important for me to be able to look at something that is written that I know is God's word that I can hang my hat on. I can I can um, build my house upon that rock, if you will, mm-hmm. <laughs> scripture. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think just the heart of bringing it back. Like we're going to constantly be going through transitions, mm-hmm. and we're going to constantly have questions about life. And the Bible is just the best roadmap that you can pick up and, and look at. And really, I feel like we've demonstrated pretty well mm-hmm. that no matter what you're going through in your life, no matter what questions you have, even if it feels like a modern question that can't be answered by the Bible, sure. it can. Yeah. And the Bible really does have all the answers. And if, if you read it 
with the Holy Spirit and with the mind to learn and be transformed, um, then you're, you're really going to have a fruitful life, I think. Yeah. That's it. Well, Joan, we've loved having you. I've loved doing Green and Back. So I <sighs> know too. I know that some people have enjoyed listening to it. You know, I actually got an email. Mm. We're like on the charts for like religion and spirituality podcast in Colombia. <laughs> in Colombia? In Colombia. That's amazing. I was like, well, we're on the charts. And I pulled up and there's the Colombian flag. And I was like, wow. Well, people in Colombia yeah. are loving this. Thank you, Colombia. We yeah. love you guys. Yeah. So, well, Jenna, we've loved having you. And I guess everybody else, you know, we'll all continue doing the pod. I do have kind of a new co-host lined up. So I'm really excited for you guys to get to hear kind of uh, the future and kind of the direction that we want to take things because I'm really excited about kind of what we'll get to do, but also very much miss getting to do this with old Jonah. It's been great. So thank you. Hey, guys, we love you. Uh, I'll talk to you again. Jonah will not. See you never. (laughs)